This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. We're doing another review of a book that was just published in January of this year, Night Wherever We Go by Tracy Rose Payton. This is a novel that addresses slavery, tells a story with that backdrop. I'm going to go ahead and read the summary from Goodreads. A gripping, radically intimate debut novel about a group of enslaved women staging a covert rebellion against their owners. On a struggling Texas plantation, six enslaved women slip from their sleeping quarters and gather in the woods under the cover of night. The Lucys, as they call the plantation owners after Lucifer himself, have decided to turn around the farm's bleak financial prospects by making the women bear children. They have hired a stockman to impregnate them. But the women are determined to protect themselves. Now each of the six faces a choice. Nan, the doctoring woman, has brought a sack of cotton root clippings that can stave off children when chewed daily. If they all take part, the Lucys may give up and send the stocking away. But a pregnancy for any of them will only encourage the Lucys further. And should their plan be discovered, the consequences will be severe. Visceral and arresting night wherever we go illuminates each woman's individual trials and desires while painting a subversive portrait of a collective defiance. Unflinching in her portrayal of America's gravest injustices while also deeply attentive to the transcendence, love, and solidarity of women whose interior lives have been underexplored, Tracy Rose Payton creates a story of unforgettable power. The backdrop for this book is slavery. There's they're not on a they're in Texas and they're not on a plantation, they're on a farm. And the farm owner is and his wife are struggling financially. And the owner gets uh, a recommendation from his uncle that he should get female slaves because not only are they cheaper, but they can reproduce. And so then year after year, your investment is growing. Let's talk about slavery as a backdrop. I have mentioned before how much I enjoy historical novels, and I've mentioned World War II, historical novels in particular. But when you have something like the Holocaust, or in this case, slavery, the risk is that you could really tell any story about people in slavery, and it's going to be awful and sad and owners doing these terrible things and it's going to be distressing. Yeah, frankly, just because it's occurring to slaves in an environment, that's awful. A book like that can come with some very cheap uh, emotions attached to it for the reader. I get very uncomfortable reading books about slavery because I think about that happened in my own country and how despicable it was and how brutal and evil and yet you know we're we're not that far away from from it having happened it was 160 years ago that it ended that's a long time but but then you think about what kind of followed it as far as Jim Crow and civil rights violations even today where there are states trying to take away voting rights and make it very difficult for people of color to vote that we're not that far away from from what this book is really about. Okay, so all of that creates kind of a, an easy type of emotionality to tap into. As I've noted, I try to compare books towards their genre. And obviously this is drama, but when I read books with that backdrop of World War II, 
really try to compare them to other books about World War II and how did they do. So I'm comparing, I'm comparing Night Wherever We Go to other books I've read on slavery, including like The Water Dancer, which was a book I loved and put in my top 100. This is a new writer. We've talked about debut novels. Sometimes they're rough. Other times they're the story that the author has been building up and they're the greatest thing the author ever writes. So as I went into this book, I kind of knew that these things were going on. Of course, race is addressed through the issue of slavery. But what I thought that was the more prominent subject and more more subtly explored was uh, the independence and fiercity of women. Because yes, you have these six slaves and they're trying to figure out their own independence, but they are coming in contact with other people as well. And so they're not just, okay, here's this story about you know, I don't want to get pregnant. So, you know, are we going to, are we going to take these, what effectively are kind of like, you know, ongoing morning after pills uh, to keep ourselves from getting pregnant? That is a story and it, and it's interesting. It was interesting, but coupled with that is the fact that the Ms. Lucy, the, the wife of the Lucy's is addressing and fighting her own tight struggle, struggle for independence against her husband that the women in who are slaves, not only are they fighting this one battle, but also they're trying to establish their independence to the degree that they can in terms of relationships with men that they come in contact with, and even from each other. There's kind of this enmeshment that occurs because they're all on top of each other. So as I noted, you know, books on slavery, emotions can come pretty cheap. And the question is, did Peyton, did she, in writing this book, did she try to manipulate us with cheap emotions or did she do something better? Did she write a story that really went beyond just the the surface of slavery is sad, so I'm going to feel sad? And the answer is she absolutely did. This was a wonderfully written book. It was beautiful. I enjoyed it a great deal. It it is hard to read a book where the villains so closely resemble yourself. I think that's one of the reasons why some people have a hard time uh, addressing the issue of slavery as far as wanting to talk about it as though it's not only in the past, but it doesn't have any impact on anything today. Peyton manages to have us learn of all six of these women and we're able to see them beyond just their role as slave and beyond just their role as women into these fully formed human beings. And it just would have been so easy to make caricatures of them. Now, Ms. Peyton is a woman of color. You know, if I had to guess, this is a story that's really personal to her. I don't know her background and the reasons why it would be personal, but I, I mean, it's not hard to make that assumption. But so often when writers are writing about stuff that's really important to them, they forget to give us characters that are truly three-dimensional. Peyton does that with all six of these women and Mrs. Lucy. I just was really impressed. When you get a debut novelist, they say it's the second book that's already the hardest to write, and I'm hopeful that something will come out that will be really exciting. But regardless of what she writes, again, this 
this is literature. This is a true classic. How did it end? I still maintain Farewell to Arms has the greatest ending of any book I've ever read. And I just finished Night Wherever We Go, and I don't want to overplay it, but it, it might have one of the one of the most perfect endings that I've ever read. You know, we throughout the history of this podcast, we have talked about how the endings can't, they can't throw twists in unless the twists are organic. They have to give you real closure. You know, they have to be true to each character. And I wanted, I mean, I so wanted these, these women to, you know, rise up and take down the evil slave owners. And I mean, that's what I wanted. The ending is, is sad, but beautiful and yet hopeful. I really, really well done, Miss Peyton. Overall rating recommendation, I gave this five stars. And I will tell you that I did not expect this at all. This book, Night Wherever We Go, broke into my overall top 100. It was just a really special book. Now, I've talked a little bit about this list. You know, I formulated this list about five years ago, and you know, with each new entry, it gets harder to get to get into the top 100. And I feel like a book has to be exceptionally special to to make it. And this book certainly meets that criteria. I do think that there are going to be there's going to be a much an unfortunate segment of the population who, because it's about slavery, will not be willing to engage the book. It's uh, an easy prediction to make. If I had to make a recommendation, there's nothing in this book that isn't appropriate for teenagers or even young teenagers. I, I would say anybody over 15, 16 years old, should, this should be required reading. I would put this in high schools tomorrow, today. I just was not prepared for this book to be that good. I wasn't prepared to care so much about each character. Because this is what happens when you're reading a book with six characters. You end up having one or two that matter so much more to you than everybody else. And you almost want to get through the other stories so you can get back to their story. But that, that was not how this was. It was just an exceptional read. Get the book. Get on a waiting list at your local library. Go down and buy it. Whatever you've got to do. But you need to read this book. This is Steve Center. Lonely Guy with a Book.